Welcome to another episode of Problem Busters with the Honourable Ollie and myself, Jonathan. Hello, Jonathan. How are you? I never get tired of being honourable. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I don't know which episode we um, chose honourable, or as they say, we. You, <laughs> I, I feel like you bestowed it upon me. Yeah. Ah, well, you know, one it is a, a title well-deserved, I must say. I think say I might myself. start calling you Sir Jonathan, actually. Oh, no. well. That's quite suitable, <laughs> quite suitable as well. You've got yeah. the manners of a knight, haven't you? So. Oh, well, thank you. So, so thank who you. are we going to talk to today? Jonathan, we have with us a special guest who is Adiola Haruna. And Adiola is a the co-founder of the Girl Code Academy and by day is a product manager and former software engineer. And most important of all, has an amazing Nigerian accent. Welcome, <laughs> Adiola. <laughs> Thank you, Lily. Thanks, John. It's nice to so be how here. Long have you, so how long have you been in the UK? Uh, two, six weeks, yes, six weeks. Ah, welcome. Mm-hmm. Wow. How are you finding the, uh, I want to say cold, because, you know. <laughs> it ain't Nigeria. It, it yeah, is very from, cold. It is yeah. very cold, uh, but I'm getting used to it. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. it's very cold. Perfect. It's a shock. And yeah. to be fair, you did choose a relatively cold city, even within the UK, right? Yes, I did. Um, I did because uh, I do photography, and um, I came to city castles. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally reasonable. I love castles. Yeah. Um, so are yeah. you? So which city do you live in? You're in Scotland, aren't you? I'm in Scotland. Yes, Aberdeen, Scotland. Uh, beautiful accent. Oh, beautiful nice, place. lovely. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting topic, actually, because. Moving from Nigeria to Scotland, mm-hmm. the time zones aren't very different, aren't they? No, just an hour difference. So no. just an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. so that's pretty. That's I pretty would cool. Not have guessed that. Yeah, because you think an entirely different continent as well. It it's kind of uh, it's it doesn't work sort of naturally in your mind when you think, oh, if I'm going to America, oh, I'm going to Australia, oh, yeah. you know. But when you think, oh, I'm going to Africa, of, of course, there's there's time zones across it, but Nigeria specifically. Just an hour difference, like going to France. Yeah, I think we're moving into the same um, time next week, I think. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, yes. Mum doesn't know how lucky she is. Yes. When, <laughs> when I'm awake, my mum is asleep in New Zealand. Love you, mum. <laughs> <laughs> it works for me perfectly. They call me anytime from Nigeria, any, and I mean anytime, because they know I'll be awake. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic, fantastic. Um, so... Ollie mentioned, or, or you know, that you are the co-founder of Girl Code Academy. Yes. Um, could you give us sort of a brief, a brief uh, background about yourself and what the Girl Code Academy is? Okay, thanks, John. So, like you know, my name is Adeola Haruna, and I'm Nigerian. Um, okay, say so a bit about me. I started my career as a graphic designer and a web designer in 2012 yes and um <clears throat> i did that for a couple of years i worked with a team i mean on the team we had like we they were all men and i was the only woman so from company mm. to company all men just the only woman in the department so um in 20 
16 yes um i was working with um a company in lagos and again i was the only technical person in the company oh yes and technical woman rather not person yeah i work with a lot of men so um i met my boss and no i met with him for something else and um it came up the fact that i was only a woman came up and um we decided to um, find a solution to that. But first is identifying the problem, then finding a solution. So, yes. So we found out that it's not as if women weren't interested in tech back then, but they they did not have the opportunity. So how I started was I was was in the university, I was home. I mean, I was, uh, all I did back then was watch Tyra Banks show on TV, watch music videos, <laughs> dance. I mean, I had no worries in life. <laughs> yeah, so that was all I did. Then um, a friend, um, my brother's friend came around and he saw me at home doing nothing. So I was like, why are you just here? Why why not do something? You have, you're, you're on break for four months. Why not pick up a skill? I was like, yes, I plan to do that. Um, I, I think I would like to learn catering. Yeah, I would like to learn catering. And I was like, catering? It's good, but why not learn how to design or something? I was like, design, okay, that sounds good. Um, I said, okay, I'll take you to where I work tomorrow. Get ready by nine. Then I called my friends. Oh, somebody came around my house and he said, um, let's, um, he said I should come and learn design. Are you guys interested? I mean, we're all jobless then. We are at home doing nothing. <laughs> so I went to tell my friends. <laughs> we both went to, we followed him to his office and um, we learned how to design and code so i told my boss that about we train girls we train girls too i mean coming from look at my story i didn't know anything about programming i didn't know anything about design i was just chilling in the house and somebody came to drag me out so why not let's do that for girls let's tell girls that you can learn this thing you can learn catering but why not learn coding too so yeah we decided to start girl code academy so in 2017 we started girl code we wrote out the adverts online, we built a site, um, just something quick. We did some designs and we put the word out there and we had applicants. Because it was the first, we had um, just about 100 applications, yes. And I remember um, about 50 came for the interviews and we ended up training about 25 girls. That was in 2017. And wow. yes, during some time, it was the first time and um, we were just trying to get the word, the word out there. So April 2017, we trained the first 25 girls in the academy and um, we partnered with some companies. And after the training, they were able to we were able to send some of the girls on internship. So we did a review and we we're like, OK, this is good. We can continue. So we decided to take it up a notch get a bigger space or rent a bigger space because um, it's, it's, it's been self-funded and um, take more girls. So we wrote out the applications again and the number of applicants we had was very, very shocking. I think for the second batch, we had over 300 applications. Yes, this was in, mm. this was end of 2017. We had over 300 applications and um, we ended up training about 66. Yes, I mean, because of the space and everything. And then during the interviews, we asked the girls, why do you want to um, learn how to code? Why do you want to 
come into tech? Why do you want to transition into tech? Why do you want to? I mean, and they keep giving beautiful, beautiful responses. So most of them um, 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 were like, oh, that they've, they saw something, they saw, um, they saw the site and they liked it. Some of them, um, most of them were like, oh, okay, I tried to learn online and I didn't get it and I found this online. So I like to be in the class and everything. And um, yeah, we did that for in 2018. Yeah. And it's been, we've been going up and up from there. So now we have about, we have about a thousand applications every time we roll out adverts. Over a thousand, wow. yes. So we've done it five times. We, we had the fifth one last um, last year, 2021. And um, we were able to add more courses. So we added um, front-end engineering. Yeah. And then we also added um, product design. And the girls Ooh. have done very, very well, very, very well. And we ha- we've had lots of success stories, lots and lots of success stories. So, yeah, that's that's in a nutshell. <laughs> well, that's a fantastic journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for sharing it with us. That's um, yeah, that's that's quite impressive. Um, Talk so about changing this... lives, right? Setting people yeah. up. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. And to think it all started with, you know, somebody coming to your house and saying, you know what, rather than doing catering, why don't you try some design and coding? Yes, and I then, read to him. Yeah. Yeah. And then you <laughs> use the same principle to recruit um, more women into the space, right? Yeah. You, you, yeah, that's, that's, that's amazing. So I know you said, um, you said you, you were initially thinking of catering. Yes. Is there, in, in Nigeria, is there, do you see a lot of, um disparity between men and women in terms of the careers that they're pushed into when they're when they're growing up mm, yes 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 really because um and think i speak for all or for most nigerian women when i say we grew up with our mothers in um in, in roles that have been in banking women as nurses women in catering around us i mean fashion air making and all that yes and um in nigeria you know you keep hearing oh this is for men this job is for men this is for women and everything when you're going up you probably hear um more men say i want to be doctors and um, i want to be a doctor then women say i want to be a nurse down here women say i want to be a doctor and men say i want to be a nurse so it's like they have these defined roles and defined jobs for men and women so it's kind of hard for a woman to decide to want to be a, um, to also be in tech because most women around mm. you are not even in tech. And you know, when you have people around you doing something, you probably want to do that thing too. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, in terms of if we bring it to speed it up to when you said you were speaking with your, um, with your employer at the time mm-hmm. and you said there was a problem, um, could you explain what that problem was that, that drove you to create the, the, um, uh, the girl code. Okay, so the problem was not having um, the right information and not having mm-hmm. enough representation. So that was what we tried to cover that. So the more we have um, women in tech, the more other women see that, well, I can do this. So what we try to do is to plant a woman in tech in every family in Nigeria. So I mean, if I'm in tech now and I've, my cousins have told me that, they've asked me that, what do you do? And I'm like, okay, this is me pressing the computer. They come around, they look at my screen. And now I have cousins, female cousins in web design and um, also doing product design. My, um, Nigeria is currently on strike, ASO strike. 
And uh, my cousin in the university has picked up a laptop and she has told me that I'm going to learn product design. And so I'm saying cousins because I don't have a younger sister. <laughs> so yeah, mm. <laughs> I'm only influencing, influencing my cousins, my female cousins. So yeah, so representation really matters. When you have someone that looks like you do something, you probably look into that thing and also want to do it. So yeah, so representation and also not having enough information. So we try to cover this too. And that was what we discussed and um, why we decided to start. Just have more, mm. bring more women in so that they can push the world out. Yeah. Okay, so as a, as somebody uh, um, from a demographic that is unrepresented in tech, right? Underrepresented, uh, underrepresented. That's correct. Underrepresented <laughs> in, in Nigeria. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, could you let us know what it's like? Hmm. Or help say. us understand what it's like to be a woman in tech in Nigeria. Well, I would say it's. Um... Is it, it's not difficult, but of course, you will probably encounter some form of discrimination or bias sometimes. So I'll use myself as an example. I, in 2017, I was looking for a new job and um, I went for this interview in the company far, far away from my house. And um, I, I, I was still um, a web designer then. And I, I remember I was given a project to work on like a task. I did it and then um, the the head of engineering then I think told me to um, check my CV and saw that I could design. So he also said I should design something using Photoshop or whatever I was um, familiar with back then. So I designed a flyer and um, I had completed the web design task and I showed it to him and he was impressed. So he said, okay, that um, I shouldn't meet the boss next so this was um, a i think it was a gaming company then i think uh so i met with the boss he saw my work he liked it then he said um i really like what you've done it's nice um you you have combined graphics and web which is very impressive so how much would you like to be paid i told him and i was like well i can't pay you that because I know you are a woman and you have people giving you money. And I'm like, I don't get, I don't follow. I said, yeah, you're a woman. So you have um, you have people that like you, that give you money. And um, your parents will surely give you money. And um, I was like, I, I still do not follow. I said, okay, I'm going to give you 40% of what you've asked for. Because really, what do you need the money for? You can get it from other places. And um, I remember I was very shocked. I was I didn't know what to say. I was just looking mm. at him like, because if I, I mean, it was 2017, I was still, I, I, I didn't really understand what you were saying. And yeah. he said some things that I can't say here. And um, it was very, very, it was a very, very uncomfortable interview. And um, I had, I, I left the company and I turned down the offer. And I, I know women have gone through this in Nigeria. I've heard stories, my friends have gone through it where they are, been offered um, less than they requested for because they are women and they feel that they get money from other sources. I mean, the bias is still there. The discrimination is still there, but I know now everybody is fighting and um, trying to do better in Nigeria. So yeah, I think it's getting better by the day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm so sorry that you had to experience that. Ah. Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> it's so unreasonable. It's so very unfair. Unreasonable. It's, yeah. It's it's. Uh, but good on you for turning it down, right? I think yeah. everybody listening will be giving you a high five. Um, yeah. They definitely and, did not deserve you. Yeah. And you know, I think Britain is better off with you uh, <laughs> with you joining us over here. Well, that other country <laughs> north of the wall. What's it called again? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Scotland. Is it Scotland? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but, yeah, but, no. but it's getting better. I mean, women are taking up. Um, big roles in Nigeria and it's really really nice to see I have lots of women that are um, that I look up to now in tech and in media in Nigeria and they are really really um, doing great stuff yeah, yeah. It's, it's very impressive that's, that's awesome. good I think the more and more these incidents become more isolated I think the better and mm-hmm. we don't you don't want it to permeate into the industry and and, and stay there but yeah. um yeah, no, that's that's really horrible. I was flabbergasted when you were saying it. Just, I was like, Ooh. <laughs> that's, that's completely horrible. You just that's couldn't. Horrible. Yeah, yeah, and and there's yeah. many forms of discrimination, isn't there? Like I've I've been in the room with people who have said things like, "Oh, I'd rather not hire her because um, she's probably just going to have a baby and take time off," mm-hmm. or yeah. or I'll only hire women if they live close by because lots of them don't have cars, and they're just. I mean, it it sounds like I'm making it up. But these are some of the things that that small-minded people have believed about fifty-six percent of the population in the years gone by, and mm-hmm. I just I can't wait for us to move past it. So I'm yes. I'm really Same. I'm really grateful to people like you for giving people um, the information and the options. Can yeah. we can we just talk a little bit about some of the things that that graduates from the academy went on to do? Because I think that's really interesting. Yeah, very very interesting and very exciting. I mean, these girls inspire me every day. So, um, so like I said, um, when we train the girls, we send them on internships, and um, lots of them have gone on to um, they've left the companies we um, place them in, and they've gone on to work in bigger companies. And I know um, one of the most inspiring stories we have it's, is a girl that um, she studied um, medicine. Yeah, she was. She started to become a doctor, but she wanted to learn how to code. So she joined the academy and um, we sent her on. She joined and she was one of the best students. So she she stopped. Um, she dropped um, a medical degree in her home and um, yeah, started coding. Yeah, she did well. We sent her on internship and now she works for one of the biggest e-learning companies in the world. And it's it's very, very good to see. So and some of the girls have gone on to say, oh, Adela, thank you so much for training me in coding and thanks for the opportunity. But I think I found what I love. I would like to become a technical writer. So some are technical writers, some are product designers, web designers, some are data scientists and um, some are um, products managers now. So they've gone on to do great things, great, great things. And from the last batch that we had, um, we've had some of the girls um, come to us and say, okay, um, I've, I've started training. I started learning some things on my own and I found this, which I would like to do. So I've seen data, um, I've seen, um, I've, I read about product management and I think I really, really like it. And I am a product manager. So they come to me for advice. They come to me for opportunities. And really it's, it's, it's very, they, they inspire me every day. They make me want to be better. So, yeah. Ah, it's great. 
That's yeah. absolutely great. Um, yeah. So when you were um, sort of going through and um, implementing a lot of the processes and and putting together the courses for um, Girl Code, um, what would you say were some of the things that you learned from doing that? What are the lessons learned from creating Girl Code? Mm, mm, good question. Okay. Well, I'm just going to say this. So I remember when, um, okay, I think for the first batch, it was easy getting people to train the girls because um, they were my colleagues in the office. So it was very easy. So I just spoke to them and they're like, oh, so why not? Since we're, we're doing the training in the office. But um, when we started moving to, um, when we started to move to a bigger space, um, and we, we needed to reach out to some people to volunteer. Um, some asked us for money. Yeah, so well, at, back then I was like, oh, why can't they do it for free? I mean, we're giving back and everything. But I realized that people deserve to be paid for their time. People really deserve. Mm. You can't just drop everything you're doing and um, come and um, spend about six hours on a Saturday or on a Sunday. Some people deserve to be paid for their time, right? And um, it's made me appreciate those that, from the first batch, those that taught the girls for free at no cost at all. Well, so I I learned that that people deserve to be paid for their time. I mean, they, they have these skills, fine, but you, you can't force them to give back, yeah? That then, the fr then friendship, yes, I learned the value of friendship. So a couple of people that trained in the academy are colleagues turned friends and friends that um, we started together. So remember I mentioned that um, when the um, person came to my house and said, oh, I'm going to take you to my office, you're going to learn how to code. Remember I called two of my friends? So mm -hmm. one, of my, one of them is also a tutor at the academy. She teaches them at no cost. If I tell her to come to any state, she'll, carry her, she'll pack her bags and come. So yes, I learned that then. I also, so, so far, I've also learned to try to outsource. So um, I tried to, we tried to do the things, um, my co-founder and I tried to do lots of the things by ourselves, but I uh, realized that we're not getting much done. But mm. try, yeah, trying to do it alone. So, and people are really offering to assist, to join the academy. And so we are just tr now trying to get more people, get more volunteers and, um, you know, take it to the next step. So, yeah. yes, so those are the lessons I mean, I've learned. Oh, lovely. Because these, these all sound like good problems, right? They're all mm -hmm. problems in regard to scaling, right? Mm -hmm. um, outsourcing, you know, resource, <laughs> acquiring resource. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so these, these are all good things. These are all good things um, in terms, in terms of, um, <laughs> in terms of the, the sort of the lessons that, that you're, that you're running, that you're learning, that you're fixing problems and finding, finding answers to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have it. Have any of the graduates actually um, provided any feedback or, or um, given you some insight that sort of opened your eyes? Yes. In terms of girl code. Um, mm. So um, towards the end of the training for each batch, we ask the girls for feedback. So and most times the major feedback we get is to um, really is just to extend the training. <laughs> the one more time, <laughs> don't learn. Yes, and um, I think, but the one that made us take a decision last year was when 
um, they said we should have a product design class separately. So what we do is um, for the front-end engineering class, we start with product design and we do that for just two weeks or two classes, two sessions. So and they told us to separate the classes. Yeah, so that was the feedback we took seriously. And last year, we decided to break the classes. So we had the product design program and the front-end program. And we realized that for the product design, we had over 500 applications. Wow. <laughs> yes. And um, for the training, I think the first year of training, um, I think it was um, just a minute. For the first day of the training, it was online. We had, yes, 84 girls joined. Wow. 84. And the beauty of it is that for the first time last year, we had applicants from other African countries. We had from oh, South Africa, amazing. we had from Kenya, and we had from Ghana. And one of the best performing students is actually a South African. So, yes. It's been amazing, really. That's some, that is really amazing. You're expanding into 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 different um, countries. Yes. And uh, in terms of splitting the courses, that, that's a, a stroke of genius. Um, I wonder if we have a product person. You know that we. I just. You know, do we know one that we could speak to right now? Who would? <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I don't know. Right. I don't know. I don't know if we do. Yeah. No. Um, so. Um, so. Could you give us a run through of what the front end course looks like, you know, sort of week mm. by week? Okay, so we train the girls on um, HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. So for the HTML, it starts with um, basic design principles first every year. I mean, before you even dive into writing the code, you have to understand what needs to be done. I mean, you're a web designer, what are the things you should um, take into consideration before you start anything? So we teach them the principles of design first, then we go into the foundations of HTML and um, <clears throat> go into formation, then CSS, then JavaScript. So that is what we cover. And we train the girls um, most times eight weeks, Saturdays only. So we try to break this down into hours for um, each week. Oh, oh, I forgot to mention something. So. Um, a couple of people that we've trained in the past are now back as tutors. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. I mean, do you know what really strikes me about it is um, from what you've just described, you're effectively doing it as a as a volunteer mm -hmm. service purely mm -hmm. to give back. Is that right? Yes, that's oh, good correct. For you. Good for all of you. That's amazing. Um, I hope some of the others listen to this episode and I just want to say that I think it's amazing to, to give back to the community in that way. Um, especially to a group of talented people who haven't had the chance and are just so eager and are doing so well. It's just such a powerful way to give back and really make a difference, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I guess um, the other thing that really strikes me is that eight weeks of Saturdays only, you're able to train people um, in enough that enables them to start a career. I don't know of many other areas of society, certainly not in highly skilled tech, that people could learn and become um, ready to go and find themselves a job so quickly. It's quite amazing what you're teaching them in such a short time. Don't yes. you think, Jonathan? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we try to um, like assign 
uh, so we give them um, access to the tutors so they can work on their projects during the week or assignments they can reach out to the tutors anytime so we, we give them um, the tutors instagram handle and then their whatsapp numbers so if you don't find them on instagram send them a whatsapp message and the tutors have been very 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 helpful and responsive so we try to make sure that these girls get the best of everything really I mean, these oh, tutors wow. are saints, right? Oh, yeah. So that, so uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, part of the reason why they're so proficient is because it's all practical experience. Yes, they're all, all practical. They're working on their projects during the week, and yes. they probably have the sort of the the, the lectures on a Saturday mm-hmm. to understand the concepts and everything. But really, they're it's trial and error, just back to back, back to back. So you you tend to develop really quickly that way. Yes. So yes, that's that's what we do. We try to so we give them assignments every week. So you're just not well, idle till the following Saturday. Right. Right. Yeah. And and what plans do you have for the academy going forward, you and your co-founder and your team? Oh, okay. Um of course we intend to get more volunteers, more tutors, more um people that just can do um can run the candidate operations, yes, and um, we also intend to um, train more ladies in other African countries, not just Nigeria. So mm-hmm. the, those we had last year, they actually opened our eyes because we asked them how they found heard about Girl Code. Because first, we're just um, planning to train Nigerian girls for um, a couple of years before we expand. And they said they saw it online. It's quite shocking because even when we target, um, when we do the adverts and we target <clears throat> um, people, we target only Nigerians. So now we need to expand and um, train more girls from um, every African country. Who knows? We can start um, training girls in the UK too. But <laughs> we'll talk about that. And mm-hmm. um, we also um, we also plan to add more courses then have the physical class and also an online class for those that can't make it to um, the physical class in Lagos because you're based in Lagos, Yaba, Lagos. So, yeah, then, of course, try to have get people to sponsor um, the girls. We are trying to get um, organizations to partner with us, um, take these girls on internship, um, give laptops to um, some that can afford it because really some girls still can afford laptops. Laptops are quite expensive. So if you have, um, for those that have um, extra laptops, they can send to the girls, then um, adopt a scholar. So adopting a scholar means that you're paying for a girl to learn how to design. You're paying for a girl to learn how to um, be a software engineer. You're paying for a girl to become a product manager and all that. Then also we intend to add more courses Yes, so product management, data, <clears throat> data science, and every, and no, just those for now. Yeah. So yes. Well, um, how could people reach out if they f- are listening to this and they think I have an old laptop, or I would like to know how much it would cost to um, to sponsor um, a woman to go through the program? Okay, so the fastest way now is by sending an email. I mean, the email is on the website. The website is um, girlcode.academy, and we have the contact us form there. When then they can also send us a message on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We have um, people um, managing these accounts, and um, we're also on LinkedIn. Oh, they can easily reach out to me. I'm Adiola Haruna on LinkedIn. I'm Adiola Haruna on Instagram. Perfect. And, and we'll put that all into the show notes. Um, yes. 
So awesome, awesome. Thank you. So, I mean, the, all of this is just uh, is is really cool. Um, could you just? I think you touched on it already, but could you summarize just how um, some of the things that the graduates have taught you? And, and some of the ways they've inspired you because some of the things that you shared to us coming into this episode are just so heartwarming. Okay. So, um, like I said, <clears throat> some of the girls have um, gone on to become um, team leads, um, started working for international companies, relocated, <laughs> Um, um, they got jobs and um, from the last, from the fourth batch, a girl got a job with a German company and she lives in Germany now as a software engineer. And um, they have also been given back by training, coming back as trainers. Yeah, and I remember, yes, so I, I sorry, I skipped this. Um, there is a girl from the third batch. Um, I was online. I think I was on Instagram or was it Twitter? And I saw a picture. She lives in um, Ilori. Ilori is a place in in Nigeria. Ilori is in Kwara State. It's, a, it's the capital of Kwara. And um, she's she trains girls how to code now in a community in Ilori, which is very, very, very great. That is actually what we want these girls to do. Yes, yes, which is great. Yes, so she yes. also trains, and um, I've had lots of them come to me and say, "Oh, I do allow them to join the academy. How can I help? What can I do? I don't have to tutor, but I can do. What do you need? I can help you." So yes, and then we have, like I said, we have those that have become technical writers for tech companies. I mean, they had, they said they do not want to code, but they would like to write about tech, and they gonna have to write beautiful beautiful articles for tech companies that they, they work with so yes it's it's great that's that, awesome and, and that's, did that's, I cover that's the, what you yes you did you did that's okay. that's amazing uh and just just the and uh, places that have um like you know actually no let's do you want to tell us a bit about about lagos and about um about the tech scene there because most people listening um probably aren't aware how big it is. <laughs> Lagos, Lagos. The tech, tech in Lagos in, is, should I say Lagos or Nigeria? Yes. Tech in Nigeria is big now. It's, well, um, <clears throat> from 20, to 2012, 2012, was it 2012? Well, the first e-commerce site that um, I ever, that, is it me? Okay, so the first e-commerce site that I um, found out was built by Nigerians. I think that should be Conga, or owned by a Nigerian. That should, that, that's Conga. And I remember how I felt when I went to the site and I was seeing all these products for sale. I was like, wow, so this belongs to a Nigerian. I would have said Jumia, but... I. I think or I heard back then. I didn't. I didn't do my research, but I think I back then that it wasn't fully Nigerian. But Conga, I saw Conga and I was like, "Wow!" I was blown away. I was like, "Okay, the first Nigerian e-commerce sites." Mm. And did you say and that was two thousand and twelve? I think I can't really remember, but it was. It's, it's been a around while. then. Yes, okay. around then. So um, 
I think I sh- I bought something from the site just to say I, I ordered for a bag <laughs> and it was delivered and I was like, okay, this is good. This is nice. This is good. And I mean, it's been going up from there. But now, I mean, fintech in Nigeria is booming. I, I worked for a fintech company before I moved here and fintech is everywhere. Premium solutions that are being built by Nigerians are... Uh, are very very good. Um, I don't know. Do you know Paystack? I've I've heard the name, yes, but I can't so place Paystack it. was acquired by Stripe. Then ah, yes, yes. So then we have Flutterwave. We have um, OnePipe. We have lots and lots of fintech companies in Nigeria. That the tech tech in Nigeria is very very big now. I, I don't even, I don't know where to start from because <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> We have lots of startups, and it's so good to see they are getting um, they're getting great investors. They are providing great solutions. I mean, it's it's a good time to be um, it's a it's a good time to be in tech in Nigeria. It's really a good time, and people are actually um, using the products, adopting the products. It's it's amazing. So it's really cool. Yeah. So, Jonathan, I know that you are um, being very kind and muting yourself because of your numerous children that are uh, are doing their children thing. But do you want to ask a question? It's now a good time. Um, No, I was just listening about PaySAC because I heard about PaySAC, which is is quite big. It's interesting that um, it went from Conga, which is sort of e-commerce early on, and then now we've got these huge sort of fintech startups Mm -hmm. that are that are being that are being bought out by these by these larger corporations, yeah. and um, I think the opportunity to expand for fintech in in Africa is is really big because there's a lot of micro transactions, I believe, or micro lending as well that happened. Yes, um, just due to the volume of people as well and, and the logistics of it all. Yes, so yes. That's, um, yeah, so I follow a lot of um, sort of African publications oh, just to okay. see how, what the fintech uh, <laughs> scene is looking like. Yes, yes. and um, the reason, sorry, John, so, and the reason is because um, we have lots of fintech solutions because in Nigeria, people don't really have access to um, credits, right? Mm, I will probably, yes. yes, so if I need to buy, if I need to buy, a, let's say, a new computer, and I can't go to the bank for a loan. They will not give me a loan because they'll probably ask for, they'll check my payments, um, my statements, they'll check my credit score, they will check and then they, they will ask for collateral. They can ask for a land. Where will I get that? I, even, I can't even afford a laptop. <laughs> Where will I get a land or a house from? So um, so all these fintechs are trying to provide um, um, loans to People like um, me, I mean, regular people that have, that need to get things, that, that need to get um, gadgets, that need to get goods for their stores, that just need access to quick cash, and which is a really, really good thing. So that, and also some people don't have access to banking solutions. So you need to help these people. Some people don't know what, what um, a credit card is. They don't know what a debit card is. They don't know how to use the ATM just because um, they feel that or oh, the bank is going to ask for things that they cannot afford and everything. So um, they are, um, people are providing these solutions. We have those that provide the pay and buy now, pay later solution where I can buy something and they pay for me. Then when I have the money, I'll pay them back. 
um, it's it's really nice. I mean, it's it's very wide, and there are customers for all the solutions. There are customers. Yeah. That's, it's interesting, isn't it, Jonathan? Because it's yeah. easy. It's easy to thinking back to the 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 sort of the pawn check um, people who would advertise late on um, at night on TV and would encourage people to take out loans on high interest rates. They kind of got a bad rap, didn't they, and a bad mm-hmm. reputation. But it's it's really interesting and great to hear that um, that buy now pay later is filling a gap for mm-hmm. for people. Um, I yeah. think often in the UK. Um, we call people who don't have access to banking the unbanked, don't we? And yeah. and and there's just there's just not enough options for people, is there? Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, and I think it's it's also yeah, and I think part of it is is the cultural difference, right? And I think peer to peer lending is 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 quite affluent. I know in I'm Caribbean, <laughs> African um, Caribbean, and you know we have these these sort of um, these these schemes set around family. Where you can, um, you know, it's peer, you'd lend money to family members, or you'd all put in, or whatever. So in Jamaica, you'd have something called a partner, and that would be that would be something that my parents would have used, and their parents would have used if they wanted to, you know, amass a, a large amount of money, or if they wanted to borrow some money and and whatnot. That was really quite effective, um, but a lot of the digital solutions now, which we're seeing. Um, you know, in in Africa and, and Nigeria, coming in to fill that gap is is really good because you're digitizing it, um, and also the volume of people. Like in the UK, you know, that in Africa there's a, there's a huge young population, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's just the volume. So you won't have to put those 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 ridiculous in, interest rates on, right? You can set a standard rate. And just on volume alone, you'd make a lot of money. Yes, so very it's, correct. It's, yeah, so that that's that is one of the benefits as well. So you're not really, um, uh, you know, robbing people who who don't yeah. who don't have access to these. To, to, it's to it's a genuine service, forms. right? Yeah, it's it's a yeah, it's a real service. Yes. It's, um, and for some of these people, some of these um, companies, they don't even assume the risk, so they partner with people that can that provide the money. So you serve as mm. a like a middleman. So if yeah. yes, so they get the money from the big guys and they provide loans to people. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So. so oh. So um stepping into the in into the future then. So we if we, we establish that there's a there's a huge sort of fintech is booming and mm-hmm. software is, is, is growing. So if we're touching back onto onto sort of girl code and and, and equality in in the in, in the workplace. What steps uh, can people listening take um, to help bring gender balance to tech? Okay. Um, well, I know in Nigeria now, um, we have, so during the International Women's Day was last week, yes. And yeah. a lot of tech companies in Nigeria rolled out adverts for female interns. Um, which is great. And I know that lots of companies, when they send out adverts now, they will they specify that they want women. And because of that, women are also trying to learn. Yeah, I mean, they've seen the opportunities, opportunities in tech, they're learning, they're getting better. And we have a couple of female-led fintech companies in Nigeria, so, which is very, very inspiring. I mean, I know of um, um, economy, I know of um, 
shuttlers and these women are doing great things they raise money for their companies and they also give back by employing women and um yes so what mm. people can do is i mean try to employ women create opportunities for women and don't say because they are women you think this is what they can do we can do everything too we can code we can design we can do everything not there is no particular role or that um only a man will fit into have you tried the woman try the woman talk to the woman let her let you know that she can't do it don't just assume that she cannot do it because she's a woman i mean i've seen women women in nigeria work till late in the night to get up early and i mean always trying to um, get things done don't look at the gender you do not have to it's a job like you have to we have to we all have to work yes so just drop that interview women talk to women listen to women and really i'm sure you get the best no i'm not sure i know you'll get the best (laughs) (laughs) i know you'll get the best really so i mean just employ more women perfect perfect so say um what would you say to young women who have seen the adverts um and are still on the fence because they've maybe had friends or family or um school teachers tell them you know why don't you stick to catering or or nursing or something so what i keep saying is just do it Mm. start if you don't start, you cannot know what's going to happen. You cannot know if you're good at it or not. Just start. I mean, we've had girls that apply and they're like, I don't even know what product design is. I don't know what HTML is. It sounds like something that you type when you're playing a game. I'm like, don't worry. Mm. We'll let you know what it is. So just do it. Then reach out to people. Always reach out to people. If you don't have, if you have questions, there are lots of people that are willing to provide, um, give you answers, to answer your questions, to... I mean, just hold your hand because I've seen how um, people around me have been helped and I've seen how they've also helped people. So if you don't ask, people won't know that you need help. They can't help you if you don't ask, right? So ask questions, reach out to people, sell yourself and always show up and be consistent. Amazing. So um, so on the other side, on, on the flip side, to corporations and organizations who have hiring managers um what would you what would you tell them about hiring women uh so I'll, first i'll talk about hiring managers um, mm. i think they need to always provide feedback because um i i don't know what's i don't know why that happens but i've noticed that after if um when people interview when they do the first interview um iron managers just keep quiet and they do not say anything so people don't know if they should move on after a week or two or they don't know if um <clears throat> something went wrong it's they just keep quiet no response no email from the iron manager so they need to do better when it comes to that yeah then so uh, when it comes to iron men again i will say just listen to just listen to them don't box them because of the agenda don't think they fit into different kind of role because of the agenda listen to them interview them ask them all the questions you ask a man and um, use decide what to do next based on the answers then they should also give tangible tangible feedback it's it's very very important yes so people will know how to 
you know, how to get better, what, what not to do in the next interview, what to do. We've just, not just the regular generic, oh, unfortunately, we moved up with somebody else. Why? Mm. Yeah. Mm. And, it can, and it can, as a hiring manager, um, feel a bit um, mean, a bit harsh to, to give people the reasons. But, but what you're saying is that, that that's how people will learn that's how and grow. grow. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. If you don't tell me, I wouldn't know. I would just keep yeah. wondering what happened. Yeah. And I can keep repeating that mistake over and over again. Yeah, well said. I think it might be time for your favorite section, Jonathan. What do you think? Oh, yes, yes. Um, so this section is the sharing section. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this is where we ask you about um, some of the some of your interests so our mm. listeners can learn a bit more about you. Okay. Um, so the first one is the biggest one, is the biggest question. Um, who do you most look up to in the world? Who? Nobody. Mm. Huh? Who? No, no. Yeah, so I'm going to explain. So I, I admire a lot of people, a lot of people. Um, and because I have, my interests are kind of diverse. I have interest in media, I have interest in tech. I then, yeah, so there are people from different sectors that I really admire. And um, I tried to, so I read up on them. And interestingly, most of them are women. So, yeah. So for when it comes to tech, um, I like, um, I admire um, um, the founders of an app called, the founder of an app called Shuttlers in Nigeria. So it's a um, solution that solves the transport problem in Nigeria. So why I admire her is because she, everybody is doing fintech, like I said, but she decided to look at other issues that we have in Nigeria, especially Lagos, and decided to like focus on that and not just um, fintech. So I admire the founder of Shuttlers. Then there's this lady, she's a movie producer in Nigeria, her name is Kemi. Kemi Aditiba, I've been following her for like ever. She's she does the best movies in Nigeria. She's good, she's calm, and she gives good advice. So yes, I admire her. Then of course I admire um Ava. Ava is a producer in the US. She's I mean she she's very, very inspiring. And a couple of other women like that. So yes, I really, really admire them. And of course, my mom. <laughs> I've learned a lot from her. Uh, really, I have learned a lot from my mom, and she's. I'd like to meet her one day. I think she'd be an amazing woman. She is. She's yeah. very amazing. I really, really admire my mom. I have learned a lot, a lot from her. Uh, even for why I do, I probably not be here because she taught me patience. Because <laughs> I was never patient. <laughs> she taught me patience. So yes, I admire her a lot, and of course, I also look up to her. I wish to be half the woman she is. <laughs> so, yes. That's amazing. Oh, that's amazing. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Um, that's probably one of the one of the uh, the top answers we've got for that, Oli. Uh, Absolutely. And <laughs> and uh, Adiola, I will uh, I will check some of those names against um, against you. Afterwards. I can send them to sure. you. Yeah, make sure I get the oh, spelling yes. right, um, so that folks can can link through and follow some of these um, 
inspiring yeah. women. Okay. I'm interested to see about the movie producer because I hear um, Nigeria has the second biggest um, movie production industry in the world. Something along those lines. I, it's I think really third, big. Yeah, third, yes, third. Third, third, yes. third. Yeah, so After, um, it's the US really big. And um, India, yeah. Yeah, Oof, it, it's, it's really it. big. It's really, really big. We have lots of movie makers now in Nigeria, and we have, and they're getting better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, they are. We have good movies. So we have um, a Netflix. Um, what's it called? Um, Netflix partnership now like, so there are lots of nigerian movies on netflix now there are lots yeah. of good ones and of course there are lots of not so good ones i can recommend <laughs> some that i can watch please yeah. do it now yeah what, please what <laughs> yeah my uh um my mum god rest her soul she used to love watching uh nollywood films oh and lovely. uh yes and um and what's funny is a lot of caribbean people do as well which is uh <laughs> which is interesting as well um it's the stories they're really good yeah yeah, they're very good. And lots and lots of them on Netflix. I, I I have some on my list that I keep going back to watch. Can you give us a couple of examples and I'll uh, Oh, I'll okay. Um we have Isoken, we have um King of Boys, and we have Confucian Nawa. I mean there are lots of mm. them. I can send you more. Okay, thank <laughs> yeah. you. I'll put them all on the list. I'll put them all on the list. That's all he's about to do a marathon on Netflix. I, I, I can nice. smell it coming. Uh, one of the best <laughs> things about Netflix. Thank you, Netflix, is the, the international films, right? Um, I just love it. And I'm particularly interested in anything that's set in the 1950s. So I've just watched a really awesome um, short series called A Suitable Boy, um, which is okay. set, in the, set in India in the 1950s between Calcutta and different cities. Um, and it's it's just, especially when folks like us have been kind of stuck in one place during lockdown, it's a way to travel and to learn and to, and to experience things, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, so um, so there's this Nigerian movie too you should watch then. I think you will like. I think it's called 76 or is it 78? Okay. Um, we'll confirm that afterwards. So yeah, it's 76, be yes. It's, it's lovely. It's on Netflix too. But I don't know if it's on Netflix UK, but I need to Netflix. Thank you. Yes. That's all right. It's I got a VPN. The... Oh, okay. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> nice. Have a have a nice VPN there or our <laughs> Okay, so it's yeah, a nice it's historical 76. drama. It's six, yes. Yeah. It's yeah. nice, you should so, watch it. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Um we, we may have probably touched on this, uh, but the the uh, second question is uh what book or film has most inspired you recently? Maybe we should try a book because you've given us some yeah, good films. Yeah, that's true. You've given us a lot of films. Hmm, book that has inspired me recently. Um, okay, so it's been I've been reading lots of articles. Um, it's been a while I picked the book because I've been reading books on um, product management, really. I've been reading books on product management. Nothing but, wrong with that. Yes, I've been reading books on product management. And, any any um, that really um, that stand out? Yes. So, um, okay, well, interestingly, the one that the last one I read that is still opened is about um, product management and interviews. So I think it was written by a couple of product managers, and they talked about their interview experiences. So yes, so that and. Um, they, I'm, I, I'm bad with titles. I don't know why this title is not coming to my head now. Um, 
Okay, so the book is called Ship It. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's Ship It. Yeah. Oh, have you read it? No, it's on my list. Oh, okay. oh, really? Nice. <laughs> the, the challenge yeah. is, Adiola, we meet all these people in the podcast and they give us all these books to read. And, it, and I just yeah. really oh, ask okay. <laughs> okay, so ship it. It's a very, very, I loved, loved reading it. I loved reading it. And I still go back to it from time to time. And I actually, so it's about, um, they interviewed a couple of Silicon Valley product managers and they talked about their experience building products and all that. I, I love it. So it's called ship it. Yes, I remember. Thank you. And they also talk about Fantastic. fintech. They talk about fintech in the book too. Yes, and how to crack the PM interview, evolution of PM career. I mean, Facebook PMs and um, I think Airbnb PMs. Lots of PMs. It's a it's a nice book. Thank you. That's awesome. And what about movements? Are there any movements or projects that that you're excited about at the moment, either in Africa or in the um in other parts of the world? I'm going to be biased and say girl code. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So yeah, girl code. Um, like, like I am. I'm. I'm really, really happy with um how we are moving, and we're trying to get the world the word out there, and we're trying to train more African ladies. And I mean, it's 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 nice. Um, I'm really. I'm inspired. I'm gingered. Do you know what gingered is? <laughs> no. I'm gingered. I'm inspired, and I'm ready to go. So yeah, girl code. Oh, it's an awesome. It, it does feel like a movement, and I was thinking that while you were talking, right? That 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 when when people start and the numbers start increasing and people are coming back to give back, mm-hmm. um, that's a powerful thing, right? Yeah. Um, so leading on from that, what is one thing that you would like to change in the world if you could? Can it be peace? Can we just cool. live together as one? Absolutely. <laughs> really, is, if I could, I would. Just let there be peace. Let's live together as one. But if Fred has told me that it's not possible, that it's it's important for us to agree and to disagree rather. I would say that there are different levels of disagreement. <laughs> yeah, there there are different levels. I mean, what's going on in Ukraine is very very sad. I had to call my friends in Ukraine. They had to leave. We, we couldn't reach some of them for a while, and we were all bothered. It's you know, it was a terrible period. But now some are back in Nigeria, some are in the UK, which is good. But I mean, some people are still there. Some people are dead. It's no, very awful. sad. Awful. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of um, people in the team um, who are in Romania, Poland, Russia, mm. Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And and all of them are in exactly the same place. It's just an awful thing that they wish would stop. All yeah. of them. It doesn't yeah. matter what country they come from, does it? It doesn't matter at all. Yeah. And what one thing would you like people to take away from this episode? Hmm. Hmm. So, hmm. I would say for those that can give back, for those that are privileged, for those that have the opportunity to help lift others, I mean, please try to do that. Yes, and um, for those that don't know how to start, for those that are confused, for those that don't that that think they are lost, let them also try to speak out, reach out to people. I mean, the worst you can get is a no, but you keep trying. Like we say in Nigeria, no, no, they kill anybody. <laughs> it means that telling me no does not mean I'll die or leave the earth. So, yeah, so just 
keep pushing, keep doing what you can do. So, and if you can give, you can provide solutions, you can help people, please do that. So yeah, that's, yeah. You are such an inspiring person. Thank you. Okay. And how can people find out more about you? Um, We'll put all your links into into the show notes, of course, um, but perhaps just the Girl Code website once more. Yes, so the Girl Code website is girlcode.academy. Not girlcode.com or girlcode.org. It's girlcode.academy. Because I know people type girlcode.com, but it's girlcode.academy. Yes, so yeah, then I'm on LinkedIn at Diola Harana. I'm on Instagram at Diola Harana. Awesome. We'll we'll add that in. Adiola, thank you so much. Um, thank you for what you've been doing. Um, thank you to all the Girl Code community and for all the people that keep giving back. And in anticipation, thank you to anybody who sends an old laptop to to give one, <laughs> if not two, if not three people a chance at yeah. um, an amazing life working in tech. Thank you for having me, John and Uli. You're very welcome. This was a very inspiring episode. You're a very inspiring person. Um, and you're doing good, <laughs> doing good in the world, I think. And it's, it's all positive energy. And um, I love it. I think this is this is a fantastic um, cause that you're pushing. And, uh, and I think I think the outcome is just amazing. And yeah. I hope um, that it continues to grow and yeah. that you thank touch you. many more people's lives. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jonathan. And thanks for listening in, folks. Um, There's plenty more to come from Jonathan and I, and, uh, and you know how to subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Look after each other. Ciao.